Welcome into the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Growling. Paul Inner Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic. Uh, excited to be with you. We're recording this on a delightful Friday morning. We're two days into camp. Day three is upon us. Um, and so everything is uh it's it's a bit it's a bit chaotic these 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 days. I gotta I gotta admit it, Jay. I'm having a chaotic morning. <laughs> I've got I've got my 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 daughter caught a little bit of a stomach bug, uh, and so she's she's here. There's a chance she makes her internet day internet and uh, <laughs> podcast debut today, but I'm I'm fully prepared. Doc McStuffins is on the case, Jay. Doc McStuffins <laughs> has got this thing held down right now, but we don't know how long it's going to last. So if you got any really important things to say, you might want to get them out of the way quick. <laughs> Well, I hope she shows up. I hope she does make her internet debut. Not to, not because her stomach is bothered. I hope she comes in and says, "I feel better now. Can I have ice cream?" Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a very real chance that's what it ends up being. Uh, it, it has solved many problems in the past. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to waste any time because I don't know how much we have getting into yeah. this. Um, let's let's start here. Still. We got to start with Burroughs Appendix, right? I mean, we uh, mm. we referenced it at the top of the last show. We did a re-record um, as the news came out after we'd recorded earlier this week. You know, it's it's kind of weird having no Burrow through two days. Uh, I yeah. think it reminds you how good you got it because this quarter this quarterback play that's out there right now is, um, I'll say, politely unsustainable. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. We, we talk about there's, there shouldn't be any concern that Burrow be back, but watching the first couple of days practice, the, the, there should maybe be some concerns, not about this injury, but any potential future one. But then again, and, and we kind of wrote about this in yesterday's observations, This it is still, it's so early. And yeah, they, these guys don't have the timing with Brandon Allen and they haven't practiced 11 on 11 since the week the Super Bowl week. So I, I think there should be a little bit of a pass there, but it has been glaring the the difference in that offense, the passing game in particular with, with Brandon Allen triggering the passes as opposed to number nine. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, but it, and so he should be back at some point when he's actually going to practice. We don't know. I mean, uh, Zach Taylor said on Wednesday had successful appendectomy. Um, and, you know, until you really get, going and get back uh you don't know how long the timeline is but it's not expected to be very long gut feeling uh no no pun intended uh it is you know they have an off day wednesday and kind of gets into full on thursday and i think we see burrow probably back in the mix in some capacity at that point maybe all the way maybe not maybe just seeing how it feels but i i think we'll probably see him back at some point in there and uh, and it's interesting, you know. So I was talking to Brian Callahan yesterday about the nature of these early practices, and you know, we it was the open to our observations story that's up on the site this morning. And you know, the point is they, they front loaded the install, and he, he didn't say that this is a direct connect to Burrow, but certainly you can see them saying, okay, if we're not going to have Burrow. Let's just do nothing but install offensively when he's not here and get all of that out of the way. Um, now, that's I'm not saying that's it. I think that was part of the plan already. But it also does say, hey, look, he doesn't need that. 
Okay, everybody else needs to know. So when he shows up and when he starts going and firing on all cylinders that they know what the plays are, they know what's going on, the the other people around him, and then you can kind of full go. So as far as what he's missing, I mean, it's all install right now. I mean, is it, mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, a sort of the, we're not in judgment time, I think was my what I said <laughs> to, to Brian Callahan. He says, hell no, we're not even <laughs> close. This is just... Getting guys comfortable, ID going full speed because, like you said, not since UCLA's campus in February have they done a real practice. I mean, everything in the summer was just walkthroughs, half speed. You know, maybe some of the back of the roster did some stuff uh, during a small session of OTA, but it was nothing real. So this is the first time it's been real. So they're they're just trying to get all the mental stuff inside right now, and then for real. Once they cross the off day next Wednesday and you're in full pads every day and it, it then judgment time is upon us. But right now it's still laying the foundation. It's kind of a bridge camp, Jay. Like it's a <laughs> yeah. it's it's the in between between OTAs and real camp. This is we're in we're in bridge time right now. Yeah, because they didn't have much work in OTA so that that it makes sense. And I did I it's interesting how you talk about the the front loading of the the install because I asked Zach about that at his press conference on Wednesday, if, if the burrow issue would force him to change his script. And he said, no, that they're, they're moving ahead as, as planned. And, um, he's, he's honest about that stuff. I, I don't think that was that they did do a, a quick pivot and, and maybe, maybe they go a little more install than, than they originally had planned. But I do think this was the plan all along to kind of ease guys in. We've seen it in the past too, where not a lot of deep balls early. Now they, there was, there were more yesterday than there was on Wednesday, but, um, just kind of taking it easy from a, a standpoint of, of not wanting to take any chances with, with any soft tissue injuries with any of these guys. And, like you said, just making it more mental and getting them comfortable and easing them in. It all makes sense. Um, if, if you're coming out to, to a practice, you know, you, that's what you can expect to see. It's, it's going to be, um, it, it, I don't want to say it's, it's not, it's not walkthrough speed. It is full speed, what you would see in a normal practice, but it's still not what you're going to see. Maybe like you said, after they cross that off day next week and then getting further into camp. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a definite turning point that's going to happen uh, once the pads come on. For now, just the guardian cap yeah. <laughs> pads are the only the, the mushroom heads uh, that are on top of all the helmets to keep the Bengals within NFL compliance. Everybody has those now, which in, they just look they just look weird. They just look yeah. weird, and I get it. Hey, safety ten percent less chance of any uh, head injuries in camp. Cool, I, I fully mm. support it. It, they, it doesn't mean it doesn't look weird. Yeah. And some players have definitely complained, uh, you know, about they don't like the way it feels and it, it, you know, vision and getting hung up on other ones. It's just like uh, they don't really like it, but also, you know, it's just the league kind of looking out for its players and, and covering their ass a little bit too. It, it's like anything else, anything new, they're going to resist and, and push back on. But uh, I was talking to Jackson Carmen about him, and he said he wore it all the time at Clemson and yeah. you get used to it pretty quick. He said he doesn't even know it's on said he can't really tell the difference. Even if you do knock heads with somebody, it doesn't really feel like any less of a blow. And he said that really the only time you notice it is if a defender gets his hand up there and kind of pulls it down over your eyes because yeah. they, they are movable, but it, you're right. It looks, it looks very alienish and uh, kind of, 
I don't know. I don't know what the right word would be, but it's 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 a little jarring to see that because it, it yeah. almost looks like something is already wrong when, yeah. when you see a guy wearing that. Yeah. Uh, let's just do it this way. Uh, little let's let's tick through some news and then just offer some some of our thoughts on what we've seen mm. through two days. Uh, news we had. Uh, Alex Kappa and Samaj P. Ryan were both cleared before the first practice, so that was really good news. Both of them dealing with core muscle injuries. Uh, Kappa had the surgery, uh, but coming back, eased in. Both, I mean, they're not doing full contact, but they're out there in the individual and things like that. Same thing with Logan Wilson, who I spoke to on Wednesday, and he said, you know, he's he's six they want him to be six months out from surgery till he comes fully back. He's just a few days past five months out. Uh, and so, but he's, I mean, he's, he's out there. He's been running around, having no problem doing all the individual, but once it comes to 11 on 11 and any kind of contact stuff, uh, he steps aside and you've had Akeem Davis Gaither, uh, and Jermaine Pratt mostly running as the, uh, as the linebackers in those situations, but still no problems. No, no thoughts. There's going to be an issue for Wilson. It's just a matter of a little bit more time before they get him involved. There's a number of guys that are eased in T Higgins being eased in. We mentioned Kappa. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys right now that they're just kind of taking their time with and working back in. Obviously, Lael Collins continues to be on NFI. We've seen him uh, working on the side some. He was not there at yesterday's practice, um, but still, that's the thought is that's still going to be a few weeks, but everybody assumes that's going to be fine. Yeah, and the, the one that, that I, I think people would be more – I don't know what the right word is, but not excited, but um, relieved to see is Trey Hendrickson, who who he was clearly battling something in the playoffs. He was he was it was back. He was taking knees after some plays and worked out on his own um, during OTAs. Wasn't here, and, and they have not eased him in. He has been in quite a bit on elevens and um, has made some plays. He. <laughs> He he blew right past Jonah Williams yesterday on a play that would have been a sack. And in the first practice, he had a really nice PBU on a, on a screen pass. So uh, he looks to be moving pretty well right now. Uh, as far as for the offensive line, everyone wants to know what's going on there. Okay, so uh, you have day one because the right side is wide open now. No Collins, no Kappa in elevens. So the the backups now are filling. And Jackson Carmen has taken all the first team reps at left guard. I mean, they, that's kind of where that sat. Uh, day one, you had Isaiah Prince at right tackle and Akima Denigi at right guard. Um, so a combo that you saw in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, at times you saw those guys out there. Uh, and so then the next day, it's different. The next day they came out, Cordell Volson was at right guard and Deontay Smith was at right tackle. A rotation happening there. Their plan is for Volson to move back into getting in the left guard being where he sees the vast majority of his reps. But for now, um, they want to get him some training at the other guard spot, particularly as they, it sits open right now. But for the most part, as they get into camp, they want him to focus uh, on left guard and that battle that he's going to be in with Carmen. Um, and so that's Jonah Williams has been there. Ted Karras has been there. Carmen has been there. Those three have been solid through two days uh, as the obvious guys. It's just the dealing with the other other side with the injuries um, has been where you've seen the rotations and them kind of poking around with different depth combinations. 
Yeah, I didn't. We say it every year. You can't even judge offensive line play till the pads go on. No, um, this is just a matter of getting Cordo Olson as, as many reps as possible. Um, and you know, we'll see. We'll we'll maybe when the pads go on, they might start splitting some first team reps. Um, that'll be a good indication of how close the battle is. If it stays as Jackson getting all the first and, and Cordell getting the the second team reps, then it then it does start to look like it's Jackson Carmen's job to lose. And there there you talked to Brian Callahan yesterday. It does seem to be some optimism there that that he has made that leap um, from a maturity and mentality standpoint. And they've always been uh, happy with his tools. So uh, it, it does look like he's a step ahead already. Not just because of the what having a year under his belt, but just growing as a pro. Yeah, I mean, taking care of some of the things that they wanted to see. I mean, and, and it was all, you know, and I think the point that he made was, look, it's not, uh, this isn't saying that he's going to win the battle, that he's even going to ever be a good player. This is saying that he had no shot unless he fixed those things. Yeah. Unless he came in and started being better with meetings, with his weight, with being a pro, with just taking care of, of having things taken care of every day when he shows up before he ever hits the field. And, and, you know, all study habits, all that stuff needed to be tightened up and, and act like a professional. Once he had that, then he's got a shot to show that he can go play. Before that, had none. And so the fact is he has a shot right now because he has taken nice steps in that direction to this point. But there's a every time a nice thing is said on that regard, it's always as of now, for now. There's a lot of for now happening across <laughs> camp. That's not just Jackson Carmen related. I mean, Luana Rumo, same thing. Defensive yeah. side of the ball, for now, everything has really been nice. I've been very encouraged by the way everybody's been approaching everything. And that there's a lot of for nows happening as, uh, <laughs> as, you know, everybody sort of eases into everything in camp. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's dive into some takeaway type stuff. Uh, Jay, what stood out to you through a couple of days? Um, I think it's Dax Hill. that He hasn't made any splash plays, but I think that's a – a good sign that that they're that he's not making mistakes they're not going after him and he's having to recover and make these kind of plays um the the one that really kind of stood out was the, the deep ball yesterday where where jamar chase he roasted eli apple i mean the ball was underthrown and eli still had no shot and get it but but dax had the coverage over the top and and he wasn't there either that was the the first time i really saw him you know, kind of make a, a bad play. But um, just from talking to him and talking to to Robert Livingston, the, the safeties coach, and talking to Lou yesterday, they are thrilled with 
um, his demeanor, um, his grasp of of the scheme, his his recall from the the off season. It's clear that he's been in the playbook during this the, the break and has come back ready to go. And they need that. I mean, I, I think there's an assumption that Jesse's going to report for week one, but there's no guarantee of that. And and if even if he does, what kind of shape is he in there's everybody always says there's regular shape there's football shape can he can he play 99 percent of the snaps right off the bat they're going to need dax hill whether it's at free safety in jesse's place or if it's a, as a third safety and i just think the, the the way that he is kicked off camp has really been encouraging yeah the Bates thing's kind of hovered over a little bit hasn't yeah. it i mean i felt like it's been not that's partially us i mean the media it's a topic that everybody's kind of being asked about but the players haven't really been shy uh about continuing to beat the drum for him Mm -hmm. you know dj reader was talking pretty openly dj reader said i hung out with him yesterday right and said and and this this, is just a dude that he puts out a lot of fires people don't understand how valuable he is to this defense and and you know and then you saw a lot of some echoing of that throughout the locker room and it you know the sense is definitely he'll be back. I mean, there's everybody, everybody, even the players now kind of in on that, the players that he's close with. Sort of, there's a full expectation mm-hmm. that he's going to be here. He's going to play. He's going to, you know, and, and him texting Dax Hill, yeah, you know, I thought was, I'm going to say all you need to know mm-hmm. about where Jesse Bates' head is at. He's He's caring about the team. He's caring about the development that's happening and, and helping out. And he is involved i mean if he was like really thinking about not really participating i mean he wouldn't give a damn about texting dax hill right the dude who's there to take his job i mean so i think it shows you he's still invested even from afar he's just taking care of business and you know what look around okay look at elijah holyfield who tears his acl on the first day of practice look at ryan jensen uh tampa bay who, who tears his ACL? Yes. Rosie's here. Rosie's here to join. Hi. Do you want to say hi? No. <laughs> no. Doesn't want to say hi, but she's here to join the podcast here. But Ryan Jensen, you know, he tears his ACL. And now Tampa Bay's, uh, you know, if you're Jesse Bates, how do you not point and say, that's why? Yeah, exactly. It's why I'm not there. You know, and, and I, I think you could make a little bit more of a, argument for a hold in he's not, there's no hold involved in Jesse's situation because he's not under contract but he doesn't have any he's not in a rush to sign that thing the only thing you would do he'd sign it show up and continue to kind of just do his workouts on the side and watch and not really go out there and take the chances of doing what happened to Elijah Holyfield or what happened to Ryan Jensen I've like half expected to see him in a sunglass in sunglasses and a hat up on the bridge watching practice and just yeah. just keeping tabs yeah I know. Is Doc McStuffins over, Rosie? Yeah. Yeah, Doc uh-huh. McStuffins is over. Do we want to start it? Over? You want to watch another one? No. No. no doesn't want to watch another one. That's okay. <laughs> uh, Jay, do you have any more uh, any more points that you'd like to make? What's your next takeaway here? Um, I, I've been interested in the the punter battle. Um, it, it's hard to tell 
Like, I mean, Drew Chrisman just crushed one yesterday. They were punting from the 30, and the the receivers or the, the guys that were back returning punts were um, on the 10. He put one into the end zone, just no chance for a, re- a returner to even get to it. Um, when they do the directional stuff, you don't really know what the aim is there. Uh, Huber's were coming up a little shorter than Chrisman's. Um, I talked to Kevin Huber yesterday, and he said, yeah, it's nice going into a season where you know it's your job, and but – the, the, the competition now, the first one of his career, uh, forces him to focus more, and it he, he feels like it's making him better. That the that and he he lost. He said first he said a couple pounds. I was like, come on, there's no way it's a couple pounds. And he's like, okay, five or six. I mean, he looks noticeably slimmer, and he said he feels it. He feels so, the recovery um, from from workouts every day, from punting. He feels so much better, and the competition of battling Drew Chrisman, he just he feels like it's going to bring out the best in him. I I. I think there was a maybe I would have given the odds to Drew Chrisman a little bit just because it, this is a young man's game but I'm not so sure now I, I think this is going to be a really really interesting competition no doubt um I Huber Huber wants he he, he wants to, to stick around I mean he he wants to be here he wants to break that franchise record for games play tie with Ken Riley right now it matters and I think he's proven that in his actions and in, in how much he how serious he's taken this offseason mm-hmm. um and, I, and you know you better believe the Bengals and their staff see that what, one thing I want to say my one of my things that stood out I mean Hayden Hurst I think has mm-hmm. real has looked like he can be the answer I, I'm not you know, he, he doesn't look like George Kittle, and he doesn't look like Travis Kelsey. I'm not trying to uh, pump him up uh, like that, but I think he looks like, um, a, you know, a guy who can produce at the level of C.J. Uzama, if not better, in the passing game. Uh, you know, he really runs well. He made He's made a couple nice catches, had a bit of a circus catch on Thursday. And so I think it's, you know, he's he's a guy who you just think can do something. Yeah, he there, there was one play. It was kind of a the the pass rush was there. Everybody was covered. Brandon Allen rolled out. Hayden Hurst was blanketed, and um, he he just kind of squeezed it in there, and he made a really really tough um, contested catch. And then the the circus catch you're talking about, the ball did go off his hands. He bobbled it a couple more times. I think it touched every limb on his body as he was going to the ground, and he actually caught it cradled between his legs. Um, just, I mean, he does he. He looks like he can be a weapon in this offense, even though, as we said, it's there. There's not you're, there's not a lot to go off so far. But when when you see a new guy and you see how they're fitting in and how they're performing, you you can get a feel pretty early of of whether that guy is is the right fit or not, and he feels like the right fit. Yeah, he really he really does. And um, you mentioned Jamar Chase earlier. <laughs> it's still fun to watch that <laughs> yeah. dude. I mean. Yeah, it was clear. There was a play before where he had beat Eli Apple by a number of yards, <laughs> and the ball was really underthrown, and he had tried to come back for it, and and Apple ends up kind of getting – and he stands up and kind of gives like a like a breakup sign, like stands up, and, and you, could, you could just see as Jamar was going back to the huddle, like he was not feeling any yeah. of that. And so I don't think it was any um, surprise – uh, that he was given another run at Eli Apple, and it was not close, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> and so I, that that way, Jamar still got it. This is not the preseason of uh, downplaying Jamar hype as last year was, obviously. So, but it's it kind it, the whole the really the whole thing is it just still kind of feels weird without Burrow there, and it feels like it hasn't really started until.
until he shows up. Um, but so we'll see when that comes. Uh, get back together Saturday is on deck. That won't. It's not going to be a, a a practice. It's going to be a lighter practice. It's kind of more for the more for the uh, for the fans, and so that'll be part of it. Um, you're making pictures, I know. <laughs> Rosie thinks all the pictures we've been taking at uh, camp are great and really <laughs> likes looking at the clouds. So I hope everybody's excited about that. All right, Jay, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, so we have plenty more coming, of course. Uh, get back together uh, Saturday, off day Sunday, and then uh, they'll get started early next week with an off day Wednesday. Pads coming on after that. Uh, we'll be back with the Tuesday show. So, um, looking forward to having everybody back for that. Say, Rosie, can you say bye to everybody? Bye, bye Rosie. Bye, bye everybody.